Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ben Bisnaw, and today's episode is literally right on time. And I say that because right now at the time of airing, we're in the middle of all the mandatory stay-at-home, you know, state lockdowns because of the coronavirus. And this episode was recorded a few weeks ago, and I was talking with Johanna Hunt, and we were talking about working from home and what it looks like for a brick-and-mortar business to transition to that and have a uh, social media presence and an online brand. And we had no idea, obviously, that we were going to be in the state that we're currently in, or currently in, excuse me. And it's just, it really is truly right on time. Johanna is a social media marketing and personal branding expert, and she helps small business owners, influencers, and aspiring business owners build their online brand and gain more freedom in their lifestyle. And you know, if you're if you're currently like a lot of us having to work from home, this episode is most definitely for you. But even if it's not, it's it's really chalked full a ton of value, a ton of impactful information. So if you're trying to build a brand, or maybe think that you know in the future you're going to want to have a lifestyle where you have some freedom, or you want to work from home, or have some flexibility, this episode is definitely for you. And with that, let's listen in on the interview. Johanna, welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we're really excited to have you here. Um, and for our listeners that don't know who you are and what it is that you do, tell us a little bit about yourself and who it is that you serve. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Johanna Hunt, and I was actually born in Austria and grew up in California, and I live in Canada. So for me, the goal was always to find a business that was able to create the flexibility and the freedom to travel. Um, I actually just spent two years in Europe, and I traveled the Mediterranean with my two daughters uh, at five and seven, and so I love being able to teach other people how to create a freedom lifestyle through social media marketing and through internet marketing business. So I help a lot of home business owners, network marketers, affiliate marketers, influencers build their personal brand online so that they can grow that personal brand, they can monetize their brand, diversify their income streams, and they can do this all from their smartphone or from their laptop, really creates a lot of uh, freedom, time freedom, but also that financial stability and that flexibility that they need. And that's why I'm excited to have you here, because we've had, obviously, branding experts on the show, and we've had, social, not social media, but we've had... Um, you know, marketing experts on the show, but no one that really niched down like you do when we talk about social media. And, you know, you can't turn around without stumbling on some sort of social media platform these days. It's everywhere, right? True. And there's lots of different types of businesses online, too. There's lots of ways to make money in the world. But when it comes down to it is what, what are the ways to create freedom and make money at the same time? And not just, you know, a side hustle type of income, but a substantial income where you have that freedom as well. Because I have worked for money before. It's not as motivating to me as it is to have that freedom and that flexibility to choose every day. What is my day going to look like? Who do I want to spend it with? How do I want to spend it? Where do I want to live? Where do I want to go? Um, to me, that is, and not everybody 
that doesn't appeal to everyone, but for me, freedom is the ultimate, the ultimate ticket. I agree. So let's dig into that. Then. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do and, and, the, and the work that you do with clients and how maybe a small brick and mortar, um, you know, business can, can move into that space. Yeah, so, you know, I got started actually in direct sales um, when I first started to come online. And I was actually, for 15 years, I worked in the event industry. And I love that because I could work season to season. I could work pretty much from anywhere in the world. Um, but I found myself having to really be location-based. And every time I ended up in a new location, I had to really like develop my network there, find that new contract, and I was living contract to contract. So with uh, coming into direct sales, that's where it really piqued my interest to bring that model online, and I, I stayed up a lot of nights and weekends trying to figure out how this whole system works. So, you know, um, there's a lot of different ways people can bring their business online for a bricks and mortar business or service-based business. Even if you don't have an online business, like say you're a hairstylist, I have a few people that I work with, um, your, your potential customers and clients, they're still going to come to social media to check you out even before they come into the salon. So they're doing their research. This is the information age, right? Most people don't just walk into an establishment and, and trust that business right away. They're going to they're gonna want to go through your Instagram. They're going to want to go through your Facebook and kind of check out who you are and see some of the social proof of what you do. So, I mean, a lot of the people that I work with are specifically based online. They want to have just an online business, just make their money online. And so that's typically what I teach is creating that brand presence, that visibility, developing their personal brand and message. And a lot of people think personal branding is like the logo and the colors and the website and the aesthetics. But really what it is, is why do you do what you do? What's your story? What inspired you? How do you bring value to people? What is it about your brand that resonates with them? What solves their problems? What provokes thought? And that's really where you can take your business and sort of develop it into more of a thought leadership where you can get that brand following and that sort of cult following, if you will where people really, I mean, they buy from people that they know, like, and trust, and that's what social media allows you to do. It allows you to have that platform, to put that message out there day after day and be, you know, I mean, most people need exposure seven to ten times to buy your service, and that's what social media can do for you is give you that visibility. When you have that visibility consistently, you build up that credibility. Awesome. You just, you just really... Um... We, you covered a lot of ground real quick. I, thought, <laughs> I, know, I, I know we said before the call we wanted to keep it to twenty to thirty. Um, so, but that, that that was awesome. That was a lot of stuff. So let's let's kind of dig in. I know you probably have a framework that you you use with your clients and your customers. Yeah. Um, to sort of get to that point, but let's kind of what's what's step one? And you kind of already touched on it with you know 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 who you are and why you do and and what you do. Um, so what's kind of step one for our listeners if they say, okay, I want to I want to step in because I like what you said about, say, a hairstylist, because, stylist, excuse me, because I do, before I do anything nowadays, like even when I buy auto parts for my car, I get online and I check everybody's prices and I, and I look at their reviews and their ratings and all that stuff. And uh, especially younger people who are what, much more tech savvy, they are really entrenched in online presence and really entrenched in social media. So 
What is step one for someone who's maybe not as savvy with technology as you and I are? Yeah, so, you know, I like to teach simple social media strategies. I think people overcomplicate it. They think of social media, sorry for the background noise here, there's siren going downtown. Um, they think of uh, social media as something that's really complicated. And all they really need to do, first of all, is take the skills that they have in their business, say networking, um, you know, relationship building, sales, and they just need to think of social media as a tool that they're using. So the first thing I get people to do is really clean up their personal profiles. Make sure that if you're on multiple platforms that you have, um, you know, a really professional headshot in your personal profile. You want to put your banner up there and you want to, you know, you can go and have somebody create a nice banner for you or you can create it in Canva and allow people to know what you do. How do you serve them? I see a lot of people's profiles and their banner doesn't it doesn't really describe what they do or how they serve, and their bio doesn't either. And so those are simple things that you can really clean up and get your message out right away so that when people click over, they immediately know what you do and how you can help them. And then I would just get really, really consistent, and I have some tips for this, but being really consistent with just showing up on social media. And there's a couple of things, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to market your business, that you can do to create that consistent visibility. Okay. And now you said that to make sure that you, you have it on, on that, that front page of who it is that you serve and what it is it you do. Now, why is that so important? Well, I think a lot of us, when we get started in business, we're more focused on, like, what does our business do for us? And I see that a lot. And if we switch that around to how it solves somebody's problems, uh, that's number one. They're going to know how you can help them. But number two is just that really niching down and finding your ideal client. Because, you know, we can, we can broadcast our message to a lot of different people, but we don't want to we don't want to spend all our time marketing to the wrong person. And so when you have a really fine-tuned message of who it is you serve and who that audience is, people can find you a lot easier. And so if you're networking inside of Facebook groups or say you're even, you know, networking out and about, I often meet people just when I'm out, you know, fitness, socializing. And so I friend people up. Everybody comes into my social media world that I have that contact with, and they immediately see what it is I do and how I solve their problems. You're going to have a lot of people hopping in your inbox, and it's going to be a different kind of conversation than if you're not specific. You don't want people reaching out to you and asking you what you do and having to have a long conversation around it. You want people who are already pre-qualified to come in and start that conversation and say, hey, I saw that you help home business owners and influencers build and grow and monetize a brand to six figures. How can you help me? And then that's a different kind of conversation. And then you can really streamline your process of how you take them through step-by-step step from pre-qualifying them, asking them what they need, showing them how you serve them, and then bringing them into, you know, your sales process and stuff like that. Yeah, when you do that, it weeds out the tire kickers is what I like to say. The, the Definitely. Who, you know, just kind of knocking on doors and seeing what's out there. And, and you can use the example of, you know, if I'm a large breed dog groomer i don't do small dogs if i put that on my front page that pre-qualifies as you kind of said all the people who are only own large dogs if you own a small dog you don't need to call me because you're not my person or i'm not your person exactly uh, so, because as you grow your business you have less time as you build your clientele you don't have as much time to 
I, I love the tire kickers phrase, right? And I, I'm all about nurturing relationships. I know that not everybody that comes into my world is going to be ready to buy from me. Everybody has a different buying um, process that they go through, but at the same time, I want people to know that they're in the right place and that I'm the person that they can come to for questions. And I want to be top of mind in that niche as well. Okay, so, so step one, make sure you have a presence and you're specific about what you do and who you serve. And I think you kind of hit on step two, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to just get out there and be consistent. Would that be correct? That's correct. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people, so I think sometimes, too, people steer away from social media because they don't want to be the center of attention or they feel uncomfortable talking about, like, what they do. They feel like it's, you know, putting themselves out there. I think that's probably the most uncomfortable and um sort of obstacle that people come across. But if they switch it around, I, I did this when I started public speaking. I never wanted to public speak. I was extremely nervous in front of people and I'm naturally extroverted. So I've had to teach myself to be more, uh, sorry, naturally introverted. I've had to teach myself to be extroverted and I've had to teach myself to do video and to get in front of people. But what I did was I switched it around to, I know I have a purpose here. I know I have a message, and I need to get that message out to people because I know I can help them. So all of the content that I create is around the problems that I solve. Does this bring value? Will this resonate? How can I inspire and educate and entertain people? And I bring that mindset into every piece of content that I create. So I have a little bit of a formula I can share just to get people going and understand how they can really fire up their algorithm, create that presence, create that connection, and create conversations. And what I start my day with doing, first of all, is giving. So I'm engaging. I go out into my news feed on Instagram, on Facebook, and I'm giving love first. I'm, you know, um, commenting and hitting that heart button and really creating that engagement. And a lot of people, they'll post first, and they want engagement, but they haven't given it yet. So I start with engagement, number one, and that's really, really important because the algorithm know when you're actually connecting. That's what the platforms are for, right? They're to be social. So I start with engagement, then I do my post, then I go in and I check my messenger and I create conversations. I wish people happy birthday. I look at front of first trees. I look for reasons to connect with people that really have nothing to do with my business. Um, but it's just relationship building. And then I'm adding new people into my network, at least five people a day through suggested friends or through groups or through referrals. And so we're always bringing new people in. And a lot of people, when they start on social media, they think they need to have a very broad message, a very broad audience. And so what I teach my team and what I teach my, my students is to really fine-tune what your message is and the problems that you solve, the objections that you have, and to create content around that and do it really consistently, but to make sure that you're, doing this, you're repeating the same message, but to a larger audience. So you always have new people funneling in, right? And that's, I mean, that's what you need in business. <laughs> Regardless of what business you're in, you need numbers. Um, so bringing new people in and building those relationships consistently. And if you just focus on those things and you did it consistently, say 30 minutes a day or 45 minutes, or even sat down at the beginning of the week and you planned out two pieces of content for every day of the week, that alone, that, that's doable for most business owners. 
Okay, and what do you, when you say content, so what do you recommend? Do you, do you recommend people blog or post, you know, something on social media or do videos? What is your, what is your tips or, or your recommendations around that? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. So, you know, I think big picture, long-term goals should definitely be to have your own platform like a blog because we don't own Facebook. We don't own Instagram. I have a friend the other day. um, He is a very successful business owner. He was locked out of Facebook for 24 hours. His account was shut down. And for most of us having a presence on social media, you know, for me, in one of my revenue streams, we use groups as a funnel for our entire team. We have like 500,000 people inside of these groups. To be locked out of Facebook, <laughs> a real, that would be a real um, wrench in your day. And so I do recommend long-term to have a blog and to back your work up. But for creating that content on a daily basis for your social media presence, I would say, you know, if you have a really busy schedule, pick a day where you do at least one live video per week. So on my, on my Facebook fan page, for the last two years consistently, every Monday I go live and I do a marketing Monday with what's working right now, and I give my best marketing tips. And so my audience can guarantee that when they show up on Mondays, they know they're going to have a show for me. If you're getting started and you want to, you have a little more time and you want to really hit, like, hit the pavement and really build up that visibility, I would say three live videos a week. And then two posts a day. So one of those posts might be a live video, but at least two posts a day. And I do one sort of uh, not too early in the morning, like 7.38 typically is my first post. And I try to do something that's engaging so I can get that algorithm fired up. And then I'll do a second post later on in the afternoon, like afternoon, evening, sometimes three posts if I have a very long day, but I always spread them out at least five to seven hours um, because you want to give them time to get traction. So I'll post and then I'm making sure that I'm responding to those comments right away. And it's good to mix it up. Mix it up with images, text, um, throw some GIFs in there, do a couple of videos. You could do a pre-record. The more you can kind of mix it up, and give it some dynamics. Facebook really likes that in their algorithm. And then it also entertains your audience too, right? Like sometimes I'll just put something funny just to make people's day. And when I get a response that I made somebody smile, I know, you know, I've done my good deed for the day. <laughs> so tell me, and this is maybe just kind of a shift, shift gears here, what platforms would you recommend for a newer user to start on? Because I know there's, there's a ton of them out there and there's probably – I mean, this is, this is March of 2020, and six months from now or a year from now, there'll be probably 10 more we, we haven't even thought of yet. But what do you recommend for a new user to kind of get moving right now? So I start everybody off on Facebook, personally. I just think it is the best when it comes to the dynamics of what you can do in the Facebook ecosystem. Um, you know, it's simple because Instagram, I love Instagram, But Instagram is really around curating this piece of art in your gallery. And it's a little bit more tricky because you can't put links in every post. There's a formula to Instagram to really make it work, and that's a great next step. But when somebody's getting started, one platform is really all they need. And I remember somebody, you know, it used to be when we were starting out, you know, that you should be everywhere. And I had a Twitter account and I had a LinkedIn and a Facebook and I wasn't on Instagram yet. But 
I think it, it, it's enough to just be in one place and really master that one tool. And so with Facebook, you know, you can really curate who your audience is. You have that suggested friends option. You have the groups and communities, which is huge. People are looking for things to belong to. They want to communicate. They want to engage. They want to connect. Uh, the messenger feature is fantastic. I use it for multiple things, to connect to people, to be able to send a voice clip or a video and really get that human touch. Um, you know, I can, this is a, a tip that I love, I can actually create a voice note when I have a special offer or something that I do on repeat and I can keep that voice clip in my own file under my own messenger and I can forward that out to multiple people. It just has so much dynamic. You have your collections, you've got your photo albums, so I keep success stories inside of my photo albums. I can easily tag people in. And then we have our groups, and you can have a sales funnel through groups without having to learn the ins and outs of a sales funnel, lead pages, email marketing, and all that other stuff, right? You can have a group that has social proof, gives people multiple exposures to your brand, to your sales, to your offers. It just really has everything in one place. And I do find when I meet somebody on Instagram, those are the two platforms I'm on, I'm always bringing people from Instagram over to Facebook <laughs> to continue developing the relationship. It would be a lot easier just to, just to have everybody on Facebook, really. Okay. And, and so what is your thoughts around, and, and I'm probably the worst example of all the things you talked about earlier, uh, because I, I have a horrible headshot on on uh, LinkedIn and uh, really on all my profiles. If you looked at the one for the the call that we're on now, that's a hor- I don't even know why I have that on. It's a horrible shot. Um, and I, I don't have a I have an okay message, but it's not everywhere that I, I exist. Um, I don't do very very well with Facebook as far as engaging because I try to keep it private, but I also have a couple different groups. So, what are your thoughts? On should, should should they use their personal account to engage people? Should they be having a Facebook group or a Facebook page? What what's what's your direction on that? Yeah, good question. And you know what? That's kind of changing and evolving because I used to really be heavily promoting on the fan pages, and that's where I started. And that's fantastic if you have ad budget. Most people don't have ad budget when they're starting, and ads are complicated, and you need to test them, and you're already testing out social media. You're testing what content is working, what resonates with people. So now, with the shift of attraction marketing and personal branding, if you're not selling on your personal page, which you shouldn't be selling, you should be marketing. Um, I, I definitely promote that people get started on their personal page. If you are providing value, if you're inspiring, educating, and entertaining, and that's your focus, and you're delivering a message, it's a fantastic place to start, and you can build up a fan page at the same time and start practicing on it um, so that when you hit that 5,000 max friends on your personal profile, you can move to fan pages. Or you could combo with a personal profile and groups. And groups are fantastic, too, because people don't necessarily, depending on how your, your settings are, if it's public, you don't have to be friends with everybody to bring them into your group. It can work like a fan page. You can't run ads. It's all organic. But you, you, you could run ads from your fan page and then run them into your group. So you just have a lot of different dynamics. But, yeah, personal profile is the place to get started. It's the place to test your content. It's the place to expand your network, have those conversations, and then you can always grow and evolve into, into the other things. I do, I do think, though, 
if you don't have like an email marketing campaign or a blog or something that's a next step, I would go the group route and I would say that, you know, you're marketing on your personal profile, so you're storytelling, you're uh, creating curiosity, you're attracting people to what you do, you want to take them to a next step and a group can be a next step because there you can post about sales, you can talk a little bit more freely about your business without being flagged by Facebook as being salesy on your personal profile. And then you're not risking being shut down. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been booted out of some groups before. So yeah, I, know, I think I we all have. <laughs> and, and, and I wasn't even being salesy. I was, uh, I actually, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I was on someone else's group, and their group was strictly set up for their particular business yeah. to try and promote their particular business. And um, it's a, it was a small business group, so I posted um, – an interview that I had done with, uh, I want to say it was Mike Michalowicz, uh, which is, you know, the offer profit first, which is really great for small business owners. So I felt like that was valuable to the group, some of the things that we had discussed. So I just put a link to, hey, you know, check out this episode. You guys might like it. And immediately got booted. So Links uh, will do lesson, that. Lesson yeah, lesson learned. Uh, I haven't been in Facebook jail yet, and I knock on what I hope that doesn't come to pass. <laughs> right. My most so, recent so get, live was actually about how to stay out of Facebook jail with all my quick hacks. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, so tell, so first step, obviously get clear on your message, get out there. Second step, be consistent with your content. And I think something we kind of glazed over, uh, but you did mention was make sure that your content is very, very heavily centered and focused around the problems that you solve and obviously directed toward your, your niche or your particular customer market, correct? Correct. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you can create your story. You, I, I, um, I did some work with Russell Brunson and his One Funnel Away Challenge, and that's where I created my origin story. So, you know, the kind of the, the original story, how you get started, what was your backstory, what was your aha moment that brought you into this business, what have you learned, kind of the journey that you take. And you can break that up into a lot of different segments and use that origin story in pretty much every piece of content that you create. And then... It really focuses around um, the why you do what you do, what you do, how you how you help people, how you help them overcome their their problems. And what I love about content is you can actually overcome a lot of people's objections as well, um, or their hesitations about why they might buy your product. Say it's like a weight loss product, right? And a lot of people have a lot of hesitations because they've spent a lot of money. It's expensive. That stuff doesn't work. It doesn't taste good. It's this and it's that. And with content, you can overcome all of those things. And then when it comes to the follow-up and the sales process, you, you know, you put them in front of your, in front of your stories, in front of your marketing. You build that like and trust. They've come into your groups. They've seen the social proof. They've seen the before and afters and the testimonials. And so when you follow up with them, because you've already overcome the objections, you've shown them how you can help them, the follow-up really looks like, hey, where's your head at? You know, on a one on a scale of one to ten, um, are you ready to get started? Are you ready to take that next step? And you've already overcome all those objections. You don't have to do it in the conversation, um, which is a big stumbling block for a lot of salespeople. Is they fear those objections. They think of it as rejection, and so that's where content is really magical. Um, and often, you know, the conversation when you're creating that content looks more like somebody's been following your videos. They've been checking out you know, your content and what you do. So they're hopping in your inbox when they're ready. 
And that conversation looks a lot different too than you going out and chasing after people and prospecting and asking them if they're open to taking a look at what you do. Um, it, it really is them coming in and saying, hey, I've been following you for a while. I've been checking out your stuff. I've seen the before and afters. I've seen the testimonials of the people you work with, and I'm ready to get started. What's the next step? That's a lot easier <laughs> on us than it is to be the person chasing after people. Inbound leads are gold. Compared they to are gold. Sure. I agree. So, well, I, we're kind of getting short on time. we got to wrap up here in a bit. So tell me. Yeah, you know, we got our first second steps. What else do you think our listeners need to know before we go when it comes to social media marketing? Yeah, so, you know, at the end of the day, like, social media is about connection and conversation and relationships. And I think there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different experts out there, and they're going to teach you a lot of different things. And it can feel really overwhelming. It can feel really complicated. There's all sorts of systems and blueprints and, you know, people are worried about the algorithm changes. And I would say, for me, I've been in business since 2011. I've just, con I've been really consistent with doing the same things over and over and over again. And I've never really run into those algorithm problems. I've never been put in Facebook jail. Um, you know, I've built some really amazing relationships. I've got a business that spans across the globe through 30 countries. And it's really by doing the most simple things, creating valuable content, engaging with other people, giving without expecting to get, consistently doing video so that people can build that likability and that trust. Um, you know, I'll give you like a quick little, quick little story. When I moved back to Vancouver, my, the apartment that I rented, it was a, a five-year-old apartment, and it flooded three days after I moved in. And I was able to go to social media and say, hey, I'm in Vancouver place I just rented flooded and I'm looking for a place to stay and I had multiple offers for a place to stay from people who had been following me. I helped them grow their business and a woman put me up a couple blocks away on the waterfront, 27th floor in her beautiful condo. She wasn't home. She was in Europe and she left the key with her concierge and said, hey, go to my place and I stayed there for two weeks. That's the kind of trust you can build on social media when, you, when you're when you're building with video and when you're giving value and you're helping people consistently, you can't really go wrong, right? And I love um, Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn, two of my favorites, and I love Zig Ziglar says, you know, if you can help everybody get what they want, you can have all the things that you want, and I really think that's true. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't give to get, but um, social media is all about that and about those connections and those relationships, and you just really have no idea the way those can develop. I mean, I started it just to start putting my direct sales business online. And it's just amazing what, what has developed from it. I agree. People always buy from people they know, trust, and like. And I think more and more people, or I don't think I know, more and more people are obviously consuming video than any other, other medium nowadays. True. And I think it's definitely going to continue to just, that number is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think, well, like you said, when they can see you, Obviously, they can't touch and smell you, but they can see you. Um, it, it just adds that extra level of trust and confidence when they actually do reach out to you. Absolutely. It removes a lot of barriers. And, um, and you know what? It's fun. Here's the thing with video, though. Just expect that you're going to suck at it when you start. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They're like, I, you know, their voice or the way they look or... I have videos pop up in my memories from when I first got started, and they were pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, but you get better with practice, you know, and and it's about the value that you deliver and the message that you deliver more than all the things that we're being critical of ourselves of. I agree. Um, Johanna, for our guests and listeners that want to learn more about you and what it is that you do, what you do, excuse me, where can they, uh, where can they find out more about you? Yeah, so they can head directly over to my blog if they want to consume trainings and content and resources, and that's johannahunt.ca. I've got my free social media guide right there on the front page. All of my, uh, this is another tip, so with your social platforms, be really consistent with your branding. Um, so facebook.com forward slash johannahunt.ca and Instagram is instagram.com forward slash johannahunt.ca. makes it really, really easy for your audience to find you. Okay, and I'll make sure I put all of that good stuff in the show notes so that people who are driving that are listening to the show can can find you. And I think you and I'm going to join your, your group because I I want to I want to get the Monday the Monday marketing tips. All right, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to grow a business as well. So Excellent. awesome, Johanna. Thank yeah, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And to all our listeners, I hope that you learned at least one thing that will help take you to the next level. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at vizanaconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizana, V as in victory, E-Z-I-N-A, consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. That's podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Vizanaw, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Show.